0: With more of an emphasis on uh, the person and the dignity of the person and the relational nature of the person, we began to see rediscover uh, the, uh, the, the the malice of sin again as a re, as, as a um, refusal to recognize God as our as, as our ultimate end, as Vatican II said, uh, and then the, the elements of the new rite of penance uh that that, again the, the the idea of uh looking not only at the kinds of sin and the number of sins we commit but what's the root cause what's really going on again going back to the scriptures that external manifestation of sin as by being an external expression of an internal power that it has over us uh that even after baptism uh that tug of war that concupiscence would still remain Uh, again that the idea of original sin original sin not a personal actual sin not morally culpable on our part but we have the effects of it that it was a you know, to use an example, it was a knockdown punch. It didn't knock us out, but it, it knocked us down. And, you know, though we retain our, uh, our, our, our dignity, we still have the relics, as some people call it, of original sin. Again, that, 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 that tendency to be tempted, that tendency to, be, uh, to have that, that pull within us that we must constantly, uh, you know, with God's help, uh, we can move forward. So those are uh, of, of, uh, uh, you know, some points. Again, the idea of uh, what happens to us in baptism uh, is, uh, especially in relation to original sin, baptism is not simply the restoration, you might say, of original justice. In other words, baptism doesn't take us back to the Garden of Eden. Baptism moves us beyond it something better something that transcends it uh, a life of union loving union with god uh, so you it's it's dealing with a uh that's why the the, the the power of baptism that's why the early church saw it as for lack of a better word a game changer it, it, it forgave it canceled out all sins uh, and therefore going back to what we saw earlier The problem, what do you do if there is a post-baptismal fall? Uh, That that wasn't in the program. But human nature being what it is, obviously there had to be a way to deal with it. And that goes back to the whole, you know, we we, we rehearse again the the idea of the whole history of the the, the development of the sacrament of penance. You know, so I think that we need... uh, a healthy understanding of sin and the power of sin, uh, so that we don't take it lightly. Because what happens if we take it lightly, or you know, uh, you know, then th- then it it multiplies. <laughs> uh, we become we become soft. So again, with with the whole history, uh, you know, the idea of uh, a series of venial sins, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what that term means, but a series of, of, of uh, venial sins uh, or, 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 or a, a lack of uh, awareness of, of the reality of sin in our life can ultimately lead uh, to us becoming uh, very vulnerable to a very serious life-changing, eternity-changing sin. <laughs> Uh, you know, simply because we have let it go. The example for that would be uh, an analogy, you might say, would be uh, the uh, a husband, let's say, could be a wife, but but, but a, a husband who, you know, uh, just spends more and more time doing his own thing. You know, that he maybe uh, works late, uh, uh, you know, many times, uh, or he, you know, he, he he spends more time, you know, with his friends than, uh, than than he does spend at home sometimes. And there's no yelling and screaming. There's no pots and pans being thrown around. But one day, uh, he comes home and there's a note on the door saying that uh, from his wife, saying, uh, "You know, uh, I've taken the kids and we've gone back to my mother." And the guy is beside himself, saying, "Well, I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't want this to happen. This isn't what I wanted. I didn't mean for this to happen." But that's the point. <laughs> it was gradually building up to the point where uh, it ended. <laughs> the relationship ended. And that's the same way. He said, "I don't need to go to confession. I don't do anything. You know. Uh, what do I do?" You know, uh, I I don't need, you know, uh, it's, I do this, I do that, it's not, I, we get casual about it, and again, we reach the point of then just losing our, our our fervor, losing our, our, well, our love, (laughs) you know, uh, become lukewarm, as we're reading in the, in the, in the book of Revelation, uh, in the Office of Readings these days, you know, be hot or cold, but if you're warm, it's spooly out of your mouth. Uh, you know, the, that that cup of coffee that's been sitting there for three hours. You know, put ice in it, make an iced coffee, put it in the microwave, but you're not going to take it as it is. Uh, so it's the same, and again, maybe it's not the, the sharpest of analogy, but just how it works out. How the danger of being, uh, on the one hand, the one being overly concerned about sin with scrupulosity, uh, uh, and being lackadaisical about it both end in, in very bad places. So we'll, 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 we'll look a little bit more about this as we begin to discuss the, uh, the distinctions of sin. But thus far, any questions, any comments, observations? Monsignor, could you go into a little more
1: background or detail maybe on how baptism takes us beyond uh, the garden of Eden?
0: Well, in, in, in the sense that it, it would be, and it, baptism is it, it incorporates us into Christ. Uh, literally we put on, as the St. Paul says, we put on Christ. Uh, so there was a, uh, you know, a, a, a relationship with, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the or, or what uh, what do you call it uh, the eastern church sometimes would use the word deification that you know our, our growth and holiness is literally <laughs> moving us towards our own share in the divine nature now not exactly but but but, but it's, it's that it's that noble uh, a reality you know so to be Incorporated into into Christ, and to be incorporated into the, um, the 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 mystical body of Christ with this supernatural destiny, uh, and it takes us beyond you know where Adam and Eve were. Even though they were you know prior to the, what we call the fall, they were um, sinless and in a right relationship with God. But it was it, it, baptism is is that much more. You know, that's why St. Paul would say, forget about, you know, it, 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 he says it very poetically, there does not exist anymore male or female, Jew or Greek, Scythian or free, slave or free man, or what, what, what the, the new identity of living in Christ uh, with a the, the guarantee, well, I mean, with, 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 the, with the guarantee that one way or the other we're going to live forever. Um, is, is in a puts us in a different spot than simply, let's say, original justice. Uh, in, in that sense, yeah. You know, and, and so they get, and then again, I, I don't want to get into the the um, you know the, the, without. I the, I have to say this with a grain of salt. I don't want people to take it the wrong way. The power that uh, we have as baptized people. Uh, while in another context, uh, maybe in dogmatic theology, that idea of the uh, connected to the idea of the the common priesthood of the faithful—that we are a priestly people—that we offer uh, again uh, to go with Saint Paul, you know, a separate Romans twelve, you know, the, 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 we offer we, we offer our our lives as a uh, an oblation to God. Uh, so that we, I mean, in, in a sense, the the uh, the the, the 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 power that we have in virtue of our baptism uh to do good the power that we have to uh o- over evil uh the, the the uh the power of our prayer that kind of stuff that it it, it it's a many times we we you know we we, we 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 functionalize things and we think that real real power real authority uh is in you know what office you hold or what, what 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 rank you might say you have in the church but the 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 the, the power of, of, of being that new creation uh, the power to in prayer put the devil to flight or <laughs> especially by our holiness of life uh, is a uh, is something that we can't uh, ever you know really uh, uh, you know forget without going you know uh, you know understanding it in the proper way Way, by the living out of our uh, our day to day living out of our day to day life or our faith in the in the mundane a- aspects of life. There's a little flower. Saint Teresa, Saint Therese, I think said, "If I pick up a pin on the floor for somebody out of love, I could change. I could cha- I could convert a soul that way. Simple kindness." Uh, simple, simple practicing what we preach, uh, you know, goes a long way. Without being preachy about it, but that's, uh, I, I think that's part of it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Father Monsignor. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's bothering me about this, and it's one of those things where we almost can't keep quiet about it anymore. Yeah. One of the things all of us is not taken into consideration is that we're human beings. I mean, if we can, for good or bad, I read the rest of Bohr's book.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. In some parts, I'm sorry I did. But uh, the, I mean, for instance, he calls us to a level that I don't think a human being can live to. Okay. Because of that. You know, we have the guilt that keeps on giving. Hey. that's That's why God
0: put Ireland
1: on the map. That's right. That's right, but my, my my point is is that we can talk about you know from a moral standpoint, yeah. and if if we were to try to get up and to preach this every Sunday, our churches would be as empty on a permanent basis as they are now on a temporary basis. I, yeah, where do you divide the line? How how? Yeah, you- no, it,
0: I, I, it's, it's a good question. It is a very good question because I think that. Um, there, there, there's. a I, I think it is finding a balance. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, I mean, uh, you, 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 one of the things I think I don't know whether you mentioned last week a couple of weeks ago. The, uh, the, the there is one of the one of the reasons I think we were talking about why we might have lost a certain sense of sin is that there is a. Uh, a tendency of an overly pes- overly optimistic understanding of human nature, uh, or that we 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 don't often advert to the fact that how how difficult sometimes it is, you know, to to live the life of discipleship, uh, or just the, or just how difficult it is to live, uh, you know, to, to live life in this world. I mean, we I mean, if we don't understand that. Over the last two months or so, uh, we, 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 you know, we can at least get that much out of it. So I think we have to be, we have to to understand, as you say, to 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 be honest with ourselves and to be to realize that we we are we don't save ourselves <laughs> uh, and we can't save ourselves.
1: Thank thought for that.
0: Exactly. So we do need a savior. That, that 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 humility that comes from recognizing uh, our, our 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 you know our, our poverty uh, before the richness of God, or or some people say that as much as God is related to us, God is still always totally other. We can't. We can't Saint Thomas said, "If you imagine what God is, whatever you're imagining isn't God." Uh, So I think just to realize uh, that we are weak, frail human beings, Uh, and not to uh, you know, and and I don't want to say not to demand too much for ourselves, but to avoid you know the 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 pride uh, that that, you know of thinking that we have it all together, or or you know uh, that we don't need to continually grow. That that some of you wrote very eloquently about conversion. Uh, as a day, lifetime task, uh, and that's it—a a constant growth. Or again, as, as the, the uh, you know the, the the epistles put it, you know, leaving behind the past, striving for the future. Uh, again, something that's popular at funerals—that uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, running the running the race. Uh, so I, I so I think you're right. I mean, we do have to 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 understand, but at the same time, to you know, to to understand. Put it this way, that God will meet us where we are, as the old saying goes. But God will never leave us where we are. That yeah, is. we're always yeah. Go ahead. We're always being invited to move forward, uh, to move. Uh, you know, even if we fall on our face, even if it's baby steps, to try to grow in perfection. Again, the the we are we need to become perfect. Won't happen until we're on the other side of the cemetery. Okay, we need to become perfect uh, as God is perfect. Okay, whatever you know, we we will we will we will max out, so to speak, in heaven uh but but here it it it's now it is it, continual even slow progress. What, what sometimes some of the modern authors call moral striving. That we never just throw in the towel and say, I'm as good as I'm gonna get that's it. Uh uh so again in that in, in that sense we uh and then we we, we 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 have to make I'm sure you know we know this um Make use of the the assistance that we have, and that's basically the the, the, uh, the you know the, the sacramental life of the church, particularly Eucharist and and penance. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit off the the, 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 the topic, but and I think enough related to it uh, to maybe to. to Be helpful Um, in not that I know a whole great deal about it, but when someone approaches uh, their diocese, as a rule, uh, with the experience, as they see it, of perhaps being under some kind of demonic oppression. Uh, uh, in one way or another when there's somebody uh, and, and when uh, after examination uh, the interview examination uh, psychiatric examination all that there is the determination that on some level there is something supernatural going on in somebody's life that the first line of attack so to speak is not to have an exorcism uh, or to have deliverance prayers uh, right away, but the first line of attack would be to say, if they're dealing with a Catholic, what's your faith life like? You know, do you go to mass? Do you go to confession? Do you say the rosary? What kind of devotions that you have? And there's usually, at that point, under the guidance of those who are charged with this, uh, some kind of a, a, a spiritual regimen for month or whatever the person is asked to follow uh, because the ordinary stuff of Catholic life uh, can take care of the problem before we get into the, uh, uh, you know, the, the more dramatic. Or to use an example from medicine, now, you know, that, that if you go to the doctor with, uh, let's say, hypertension, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this guy's going to give me a pill. I'll, you know, take the, the pills and that'll help me out. But a doctor, but, but I'm sure doctor says, well, you know, wait a second. What are you eating? What do you do for exercise? I said, you know, cut out red meat or cut back red meat and swim laps at the Y three days a week and see me in six weeks. Then we'll see where we go from there. See, the idea what I'm making is that the the uh, even in that, that broken humanity, even in that uh, uh, you know that, that 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 human nature. There is still the 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 church gives us medicine, so to speak, or gives us strength to move on a little bit uh, to make to make uh, progress again. You know, uh, with with God's with God's grace. Uh, so in that sense, it is. But I I couldn't agree with you more that we can get. uh to the point where we can make it look easy or make it sound easy, uh, when in reality our our human nature, but that that you know that human and then the the, 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 the the exam the great gift of the incarnation that you know a Jesus will not ask us to do anything that really he hasn't done himself and God we know since our Grammar school days, I'm sure they told us that God would never ask of us anything that He doesn't supply the grace for. Now that could be, depending on His providence's his plan, that could be martyrdom. Or it could be, you know, the simple sacrifices that many of us have to, to deal with that are very undramatic. But I think that's where we get we have that have that 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 balance to, to understand our our human frailty, but to understand what God has done. With that human frailty, I know does that help at
1: all? Yeah, it does. But the, I think there's also a reality that we come at it from a different point of view, and I'm not talking about convenient morality now. Okay, yeah. There's a whole different issue. Right. But what I'm talking about, and you 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 touched on it uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, that if I look at the characteristics of sin, and I'm talking yeah. about from a point of grave matter culpability, right. um, and the the belief that something is wrong you can separate communion morality out of that right okay it means a pure examination of conscience right okay the the reality is that if you take two people you're going to come up with different definitions in some case i mean we've got we've all got a baseline right we've got this baseline that we live by but you know and and i was going to save it for later but just as an example I lived in the city. I lived in Hell's Kitchen for 12 years before I moved up here, northern part of the state. Or I moved up north from the city, thank goodness. And um, because of where I live, a number of couples that I know are dead. And there are several that have been together for 20, 25 years. They love each other. They are, I mean, and they're, they're married now. And it is... They they ask me the question, are we going to go to hell because we're married? No, and I can't. You know what? I cannot tell them yes.
0: Well, that that's. I mean, I'm uh, not going to judge. Yeah. Well, that's the point. That that the the the, the, you know the church. This is you know Pope Francis, the famous uh, you know, uh, why a lot of people in the Vatican. would rather be take the train rather than an airplane. Uh, the the, the, uh, the famous press conference on the way back from Rio de Janeiro, I think it was that where they asked him, and he said, "Who am I to judge?" The famous. Okay, now there's one level of that. I mean, he's basically stating a you know a, 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 the the teaching of the church that the the judgment of a soul. Uh, who goes to heaven goes to hell uh, is, uh, is is God's prerogative.
1: Right.
0: Right. Uh, now, again, St. Thomas and others would say we, we can't have a absolute knowledge of the state of our soul. But as you say, you point out a healthy, regular, you know, examination of conscience. The Jesuits do it every day. The uh, examine that we can by conjecture. You know, have an idea whether we are on the right way or the wrong way. So what what I'm saying is that the long way around the block to the point that we've made, I think, a few times, that the the, the 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 ultimate state of somebody's soul, what is going on in their life in their heart, uh, is a uh, it, 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 only God and the person's own conscience probably can really come close to that. What the church has to do is judge the objective value or disvalue of an action. Uh, you know, uh, and that's what we're saying, is, is that fill in the blank. You know, uh, you know, in this case, same-sex marriage, same-sex relationships, uh, well, no, not even that. Same-sex actions. Uh Seem to be, you know, against the 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 nature of the human person. That the the without being too graphic about it, the 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 anthropology behind Adam and Eve fitting literally with each other. You know, not being facetious there, but you know, the 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 complementarity of the. If you were going to do a full blown course on human sexuality, you would. We would deal with the complementarity of maleness and femaleness. And that maleness and femaleness as a reality not just of biology, but of the whole person. Equal dignity, uh, and I think in you know most cases, you know, translates to equal opportunity, hopefully, you know, unless there are certain things that are just completely impossible for one gender or another to do, but I don't know what they may be. Uh, Equal dignity, equal opportunity, uh, but again different, but complementary, uh, so that the the, the 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 gift of self in the sexual act, the conjugal act, uh, would be uh, you know that 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 showing the the, the complementarity and the ultimate fruitfulness. You know, in children, if it's possible, uh, or in theory, uh, of 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 the of the of the married life. Now, again, that that's so. So it's it's making an objective, rea- uh, uh, but it's not making a judgment against those who would do this. Now, I don't know if you would. I forget the title of it, so I don't want to give you bad information. But when I was one of the first years that I came here on uh, the faculty here. Uh, we showed the guys a movie that's a true, I mean, what a movie it was like a a documentary about two men uh, in the music industry I forget I have to look it up but um, the the, the main person involved was telling the story that these two men in a relationship with each other sexual relationship with each other uh, lived in California, somewhere in Northern California. And the, uh, they were, the one day they were watching TV. And they came across CWTN with Mother Angelica. And, you know, they, you might have, they, they kind of, you know, started laughing at her, ridiculing her, and all of that. But one of them, something, I don't know what the topic was something struck him and when he was home alone he would many times watch uh, watch her until one day he gets into his car and it's somewhere up in you know the not in either, on the outskirts near Northern California yeah you know, he, he drives and he said for the first time in 25 30 years he goes to confession. Now, this, where, where did this go? Was his partner uh, became terminally ill? But the point that, that but he didn't throw him out of the house. Did the, just the opposite. Continued to live together. Continued to nurture him to care for him until his death. Uh, so. If you, I suppose what the, you boil it down is that can there be genuine love, uh, but the genuine love really wasn't manifest until the sex stopped, uh, and uh, you know so I think that that sheds light on you know the 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 the, the authentic humanity of. You know, that, that, uh, uh, in people's lives and things like that, but it does. It, it was a it was a powerful statement, I think, of uh, the authenticity uh, of, of of love uh, once the virtue of chastity kicks in. Uh, so again, you know, and that's why we don't judge. <laughs> uh, we don't judge people, but well, we do have a responsibility uh to the best of our ability to judge actions uh do they serve humanity or do they uh you know uh hurt humanity you know are they ultimately helping us on our path to beatitude attitude to heaven or are they uh uh you know they're taking us uh, uh you know another way uh, you know, I, th- I think if, if the crisis that the world is in now, or our country is in now, you know, masks and all this, you know, we we we, we, we are, uh, you know, we're we we're aware, even on this level, that there are certain things that we do uh, or don't do that have uh, that are good or bad, uh, not only for us but for other people. So I you know that 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 helps at it all. It's something something
1: yeah, it, it, it does but I mean just to not to again not to belabor it one more Wait, yeah
0: no it's okay yeah. what
1: well, you were saying if you Bohr's book sex for any reason other than propagating children is a sin
0: well that was I mean it, 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 he makes that
1: statement in there
0: he does yeah and we move beyond yeah. that yeah,
1: yeah 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 I mean that's, that's got to be the most bizarre statement you know I mean he may be right theologically I'm not sure Oh. It, it's,
0: it, I mean, it blew me away when I read that. He's a great doctor. He's a great saint. But he's also one who said, Lord, make me chaste. Just not yet. <laughs> it was one of his famous prayers. But uh, but again, I mean, it, it is, uh, uh, you know, and, and I think that, that, you know, we have to. Anyway, it, it wasn't until even beyond him that uh, the pleasure aspect, again this is a, a g rated show but the pleasure aspect of it uh, was was thought in some way sinful uh, or uh, but in reality to say well that's you know uh, that, that that's that's part of god's plan for it again within the context of the relation, but again the the, 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 the always respecting the dignity of the other again they they the, the, the the husband and wife are not, uh, you know, objects of pleasure for each other, but in the authentic living out of that aspect of their conjugal life, uh, that 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 physical, you might say, satisfaction, as well as spiritual and emotional, is part of is part of the plan. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So if we're looking. Uh, at, you might say, this, this is where language might be a little bit more familiar to us, the idea of what we call actual sin. Again, they, they, they talk about original sin, which we saw was that reality of more evil in the world than we are responsible for. Uh, that that, that hint that we took uh, that while it's not morally imputable to us, and that's why, basically, you don't hear anybody talking about Limbo anymore. Uh, limbo was never a doctrine of the church. It was a, it was a theory, uh, uh, but but as, as time went on, I think we 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 we, we don't uh, speak of it. Uh, but but the idea of uh, a uh, the, the, when we talk about sin in a you know in in, in in a technical sense, what we're talking about is actual sin. The actual sin are, are those actions which we, uh, making use of our reason, making use of our freedom, uh, that we, uh, making use of a moral judgment, that we freely choose, uh, uh, not, not simply the, the violation of a norm, uh, not simply the violation of a law, but through those things, we choose essentially uh, ourself, ourself, uh, uh, over the way of God. Now, again, somebody with a lot more finesse in, in psychology uh, would would you know would, would help us. I you know would would a sane person deliberately choose evil? Uh, you know, would, would, would I? Um, would I deliberately choose to do something that I know is going to have a negative impact on me, both here and perhaps hereafter so what really is happening, again it goes back to some of the things that we saw when we talked about the moral act moral judgment, is that many times what I'm doing is perhaps confusing uh, something that looks good to me uh, it, it, I, 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 to use the, the expression that Lonergan whose name we use would say I'm choosing uh, a merely apparent good as opposed to the real good okay I don't decide to rob the bank because uh, I am attracted to evil but I choose to rob the bank because the idea of that extra cash uh, is is a good for me. That I make it through whatever processes of mind, rationalization, I say this is, you know, or in other words, I want what I want now. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's, so in that sense, we're not, you know, we, we, we don't want sin to be, you know, that I have to shake my fist at God formally, though some people could do that uh, but most of us don't Uh, most of us uh, you know, don't really intend you might say to uh, to to offend God or to offend human dignity, but the choices that we make put us in that position so we don't want to so, you might say formalize it, that we make it I'm not sinning unless I, you know, get in God's face. Nor do we want to water it down to the point that I never sin. Uh, so we, we, we need to look at it in a you know in a, in a balanced way. So the, uh, the, the that leads us to the the, the classical d- definitions, you might say, of the difference between. Uh, Mortal sin and venial sin. Uh, the, uh, the, the the so so again, actual sin or personal sin that through the exercise of my freedom, I accept uh, and ratify a false value. Uh, the uh, uh, the example, the biblical example, you might say, would be Luke fifteen, the famous. You know, parable of the prodigal son, the son chooses to be lost. He's father, give me what I want now, okay, instant gratification. I want, what I, I want my inheritance while you're still, you know, this side of the, the earth. Uh, and then I go away, uh, literally get lost. Uh, self-seeking. Uh, again, I, I, I'm, it's all inward-directed. That's why the guy ends up with the pigs. He's totally isolated. Uh, and uh, the the, the uh, so that, that that that's that's one example. Another example that maybe is even more uh, terrifying for us uh, would be. Uh, Matthew 25, the last judgment, where people are condemned not because of deliberate malice, uh, but because of insensitivity uh, or indifference. Again, when you know we say that each human person deserves a response, that has some teeth in it. So how we react to the hungry, to the thirsty, to the sick, so forth and so on. Again, uh, it wasn't that the people who were condemned had uh, you an know, uh, animus against them, uh, but it was just that they didn't. And the rich man and Lazarus, the same way. This guy was outside his gate, and he acted like he was never there. He had nothing against them. Uh, so we see the the, the, the sense there. They're different, but what, what the common denominator is, is that it's all inward directed. When I go inward, uh, that's where I run into the the moral trouble. Okay? So, again, what we talk about is mortal sin. Uh, You know, sin, mortal sin, or what in Scripture many times, St. John called the the letters of John a deadly sin. Sin that, we would say, cuts off... uh, the life of grace within us. Uh, That we can listen this is why Veritatis Splendor defines mortal sin. Uh, Mortal sin is in paragraphs 69 and 70 Mortal sin is the act by which man freely and consciously rejects God his law the covenant of love that God offers, preferring to turn in on Himself or to some finite created reality, something contrary to the divine will. Or the, the, the expression, theological expression, conversio ad creatorum, a conversion towards the creature. Oh, it's oh. Yeah. The mind the... you just called again. I caught it. So You want me to read it again? Sure. So it's paragraph 69 of Veritatis Splendor that mortal sin is the act by which man freely and consciously rejects God, his law, the covenant of love that God offers, preferring to turn in on himself or to some finite created reality, something contrary to the divine will. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going against human nature. We, 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 if we learn anything from our anthropology, is that we are made to go out of ourselves. Again, the figure of Adam. Uh, Adam looking for a partner. You know, there's nature, there's animals. It isn't until he gets to Eve, the other human being, that he Finds the suitable partner. The the uh, but the idea, the dynamic is he's looking to get out of his own his his loneliness. So the, the, the fundamental energy what you want of human nature is to go out of ourselves. Problem is when we the, the sin comes is it, the opposite. It is a conversion towards ourselves rather than a conversion towards God and to others uh, so again it is and that's you know that, 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 that's a, a difficult thing because again we are in a world in which we are uh, without being preachy about it or sound like I'm on a soapbox we're in a world where it's constantly easy for us to be into ourselves uh, to just you know, a whole lot of time worrying about number one uh, in big ways and small ways. Uh, again, I remember an article back in American Magazine in the in the in the nineties. Um, it was tongue in cheek, but it was talking about political correctness and that how you know like a, a, that a, a shoplifter is called an alternative purchaser. Uh, and the point they were making was that we walk on eggshells around each other because we don't want to offend anybody. So we don't call each other out <laughs> uh, because we don't want anybody's feelings to be hurt. Uh, and and that, that's that's the danger there is that, that it is, you know, we, we, we're becoming soft. You know, uh, that, that we, we, everything is okay because again, we don't want anybody to feel bad. Uh, again, some of that is a caricature, but some of it is, is if you have the book by Robert Bella from the '90s, Habits of the Heart. Uh, so dated now, but you can read about this dynamic in there. You know that we, we, we uh, uh, or, or at another level, let's say, go to a gym. Uh, the, play, the gym is filled with mirrors. You know, we like to work ourselves into a sweat and get in shape, and then admire ourselves in the process. Uh, so the, 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 the idea is that we are turning into ourselves and or, or in the process, we are fixing on a created reality rather than the, crea- than the creator. And whatever it might be, maybe a physical pleasure, uh, you know, uh, could be money, could be power, could be something, anything that, other than God. So it's those two d- 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 dimensions that make what we would call mortal sin. Now, how do you know what sin is mortal? And that's where we get the famous, um, the the, uh, the things that we probably are aware of: the uh, the, the the need to have uh, several factors, several uh, conditions, you might say, met before a sin could be called. Uh, mortal uh, and that would be the uh, the need to have grave matter now what is grave matter again Bohr and the, the catechism would say grave matter is a moral object substantially affecting an important moral value so again we're talking about uh, something that's, that's, that's qualitative as well as you know quantifiable. Uh, that uh, for, for a mortal sin to be mortal, uh, it really needs to be serious. Uh, uh, and then again, it's not, it's not that we carry around a spiritual slide rule, but I think we also have to make use of our common sense. For instance, we might have said if you were of a certain age, and went to, let's say, a Catholic grammar school, somebody might have told us that it was a mortal sin to talk in the hallway. Well no, uh, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of the ten-year-olds, 10 uh, you know, talking to each not. I don't think anybody is, you know, uh, cast into hellfire for that. Now, what do you do? But uh, uh, again, just the matter is not grave enough. Uh, nor would be, let's say, stealing a pencil or, or some, you know, uh, uh, pencils or you know, stationery from work. Uh, it doesn't really add up. Uh, as as, uh, as it's not good. It's not. It's not neutral. Uh, it is what probably what we would call, and we'll see this in a few minutes, venially sinful. But again, grave matter is uh, a uh, you know a a moral object substantially affecting an important moral value. So again, to bring up and to bring it up again, you know the idea of sexuality. There is an old maxim in moral theology that in matters relating to the sixth commandment, there does not exist poverty of matter. In other words, that's putting it negative. In all matters affecting sexuality are great, serious matter. Now, follow me through here. Why do we say that? We say that because, again, sexuality is not just pipes and valves. But sexuality is, uh, uh, you know, something that that is close from the core of a person. Get our male, our sexual, our gender identity, our capacity for for physical expression of love. All of those things. Okay, these are matters seriously affecting human dignity. Uh, matters that have the capacity to literally express, in the case of a, of a married relationship the gift of self, and the reception of the gift of another. So sexuality is always, objectively speaking, grave matter. Is every sexual sin mortal? Well, not necessarily, uh, because, again, of those factors that we saw that affect culpability. Uh, freedom, uh, the, the, the weight of passion, uh, You know things that you know. It's quite possible that a sexual, objectively a material sexual sin, uh, not be mortally culpable, or maybe not even culpable at all, by the standard classical understandings of uh, uh, of what it takes to commit a mortal sin. Uh, So, but but my point is that it, it was something like that would always be serious matter. It also raises, uh, once again, a notion that we've we've spoken about, the idea of uh, um, intrinsic evil. In other words, that there are actions that are so contrary to human dignity that independent of circumstances... They are always evil. So obviously, uh, sexual assault. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, lying about serious matters. I'm not saying you're telling your kids that the tooth fairy put the five bucks there, not the you know, not yourself. But I mean, it's a serious obligation to tell the truth, and we don't. Uh, Uh, Obviously, uh, uh, the 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 intentional taking of an innocent uh, life—you know, born or (laughs) Uh, unborn—that these are so contrary to human dignity uh, that no intention, no circumstance can render them uh, anything other than evil. So again, what we uh, what what. Grave matter largely is helpful to us as we look at the object, the moral object, what's being done. Uh, but that's not all that we need. We need grave matter, uh, and then we need uh, a full consent of the will. Now what does it mean by full consent of the will? full consent of the will, is that we need to have a the ability to... Uh, two things that need to happen. We need to be able to exercise what is called deliberative knowledge. That I need to be able to tell the difference between good and bad, right and wrong, uh, but also have the ability to choose one or the other. Again, I'm not, uh, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't want to get into it. I mean, the lawyers out there can can take uh, exception to this. But when, when, when many times we hear about a prosecution or wh- whatever, so the, the question is, did the perpetrator know the difference between right and wrong? Well, that's important. But far more relevant, at least from a moral point of view, is did the perpetrator have the ability to choose the good? You can take an addict, you take an alcoholic. An alcoholic could, does he know or she know that picking up the bottle is gonna be deadly when you put it on the table? I'm sure they do, objectively speaking. But the point is they don't have the strength of the will to not do it. So it's the question of not simply knowledge, but the ability to evaluate that knowledge, to deliberate, and to choose when I when I know what's good, when I know what's bad, but I still deliberately choose the bad. That is, you know, a second feature of Moral of, of, of a mortal sin, and finally the full consent of the will, and that's where, as we saw, if you take away my freedom, if you if you or alter it significantly, if you put a gun to my head and say do this, do that, no matter how immoral, objectively speaking, or illegal it is, objectively speaking, I'm probably not culpable because I have no ability to freedom. I mean the shotgun wedding, <laughs> you know that, that that kind of a situation. Uh, so again, it is uh, the, those are three, and we probably hold, the, hold heard those terms growing up. But now hopefully we can see, based on what we you know the the the, the factors necessary for uh, what we would call uh, you know a, a full blown mortal sin, uh, you know serious matter. Uh, that ability to, uh, to deliberate and evaluate and to exercise the uh, uh, freedom, to put my, you know, to, to, to choose to do this. And in that cho- choice, within the choice, as John Paul II said, I'm putting my my life, uh, you know, uh, kind of on the line there. Uh, so, again, the, the, uh, we'll take a break now. But, I mean, uh, as I say, we can just let that, that, that percolate a little bit. But it is uh, a uh, uh, you know that that helps understand the a little bit about the categories of sin. We'll finish talking about this. Say a few words about venial sin and social sin, uh, and then you know make some final conclusions uh, or final remarks about this. Oh, and we take about fifteen minutes. <laughs> There we go. I think uh, everybody pretty much there. Yes. Oh. Well, yes. No. Right. Hey. Yes. Good to see everybody. <laughs> okay, so we were talking uh, again to to summarize. You might say the reality of of mortal sin that we not only need obviously serious matter itself, but we also need more or less a, a, a full blown investment of the person that we uh, are truly operating with uh, our full freedom. But the problem is sometimes, again, to go back to our opening uh, discussion this evening, uh, our human human nature humanity many times we don't uh, have the ability to use uh, our 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 freedom fully or it is limited in one way or another so that's why even they, they, they uh, you know again to, to quote Bohr would put it um, is that um, the 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 uh, Here we go. That, that, it, that it is that, that we, we, we have to remember. We just have to realize that it is not uh, it is not always easy in concrete situations to define clear and exact limits. Uh, in other words, that we we it's not always easy to tell from observation uh, whether something is in fact a mortal sin. Uh, we might be able to tell with great clarity that it is objectively disordered, stealing, buying, murder <laughs> killing put it that way uh, but whether or not it is more uh, culpable or to what degree it's culpable is not clearly observable in the same way. Uh, so what are we talking about there there are uh, certain factors as we saw that can uh, limit my investment of myself limit my use of freedom uh, again the idea some of them are external like force and fear that's fairly obvious You know, literally a threat to my life or well being the proverbial gun to my head uh, I have no Ability to, uh, you know, to deliberate. We uh, no. call you know invincible ignorance. In other words, uh, ignorance that uh, you know. To put it away I, I, I don't know that I don't know. <laughs> uh, that that about something. Um, the uh, uh, you know uh, uh, the the forces of passion. Again, that's the you know, especially you might say in matters sexual. Uh, the 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 uh, you know, for psychological reasons, somebody is, is under a great deal of tension, pressure. Uh, there 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 are all kinds of temptations. Uh, images come into somebody's head, whatever, uh, and then there is a uh, a sexual uh, sin. You know, uh, probably the, the the you know a. a Again, not to be—I uh, realize that we're a family show, but the idea, let's say, of of, of masturbation uh, might be, uh, especially in an adolescent uh, or or somebody, uh, uh, you know, in in, in uh, who has maybe not fully uh, de- de- developed their 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 their, their sensibilities, that they're not developed psychologically, that all of this can add up to again something that is objectively seriously wrong but the the uh the the lack of of uh, ability to to be truly free limits the culpability uh the uh, here i mean again if you if we were the the force of habit again that's let's say when we're dealing with have habits that all of us have whatever they may be uh but let's say especially the the uh the the, the 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 drama the pain of an addiction where somebody whether it be to alcohol whether it be to drugs whether it be to sex whether it be to gambling whether somebody loses their ability to act freely and things happen almost compulsively and somebody Decides with the, with the best of intentions to make changes in their life, whatever it might be. But something happens, and almost without thinking about it, the person is back to where they were. Uh, whether it be with alcohol or you know, or, or, or whatever it is. So again, it, it is it is at uh, at that point you might say there there's no there's no deliberation there's no reflection. Uh, so there's a good you know chance that. We're dealing with the, uh, with, with, with the diminished culpability. So that's why, again, the, the, the wisdom of saying we don't judge others. Uh, we let God ultimately be the judge of others and ourselves. But again, this is the importance to connect it with the last couple of weeks, you might say, the importance of, of, of a healthy conscience and a, and a, and a true conscience because we have to look at our own lives and say uh you know we have to be radically honest with ourselves uh, god and we many times maybe not all the time on our part but you know we we know what's going on in our life and we have to be honest about it uh and and and, and what we see in our heart, what God sees in our heart, unless we can express it to somebody, uh, nobody else can see. And even if we can express it, we may not be able to articulate everything that's going on. Right. So again, the the, the, the the importance of conscience, uh, but the weight, the responsibility, you might say, of the conscience. That's why it's far more, as we saw it, Far, far deeper than just my, my strong feelings about something. It has to be involved with a uh, a, a real serious pursuit and confrontation with the truth. Uh, and and you know so in that sense. So again, I think that what we what we what we say by way of venial sin is uh, that it is. Uh, still morally wrong but two things happen. It's not, it does not involve a full investment of ourselves the full use of our freedom the way mortal sin would uh, and it does not disrupt the life of grace does not uh, you might say reverse our relationship with God in mortal sin, full-blown mortal sin, I, as it were, stop my life, turn away from God, back into myself. It's a refusal of God's offer of grace. That doesn't happen in venial sin. Though, as maybe some of our teachers told us when we were kids, what's the worst thing in the world that we can do? The worst thing in the world we can do is commit a mortal sin. What's the second worst thing we can do? I mean, a venial sin. Uh, there, there, uh, they, 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 there, There's enough of a connection uh, that sin is sin, and so therefore, while we all have to deal with venial sin, uh, we can never be comfortable with it. Uh, and that's why the idea of, of a you know this each person works this out for him or herself. That's why a a healthy, a frequent, fruitfully frequent use of the sacrament of penance is a very important thing because it gives us, gives us in the habit of examining our life, uh, of, of uh, being able to better uh, articulate, you might say, that desire to uh, move towards God, that idea of a daily conversion. Uh, So it's not hanging ourselves up on guilt, uh, uh, unless there's something wrong psychologically, perhaps, or we're misunderstanding something theologically. But it can be a very healthy, uh, transforming uh, uh, experience of God's grace. Uh, And that's why I think, you know, in our our own life and in the lives of those whom we had some responsibility for as, you know, catechetically or parentally or ministerially, you know, to, to, to encourage that. Uh, we also, uh, you know, as advertised, we made mention a few times of the category of social sin. Again, it's a term that John Paul II used in his 1984 encyclical Reconciliazio and Penitentia. Again, it's not, as, as I think I described it last week, it is, you might say more of a, of a solidarity of personal sin so again repeated acts of injustice let's say again let's use race repeated acts of racism by you know many people you know build up a uh, a racist system but it's not that that system you know Sins institutions don't sin, but people do. Uh, so again, what it highlights is the consequences of sin, and that's the, 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 the you might say the public I'll use quotes the public nature of sin. Now that's not something that we are used to thinking about. We we when we when we examine our conscience, most of what we accuse ourselves of, you might say, is not publicly known, unless I, you know, flew off the handle or did something on national TV or something like that. But rather, it's it's, it's, it's much of what's going on is going on inside of me. Or acts of thought, or acts of of things that that are not not widely known. Uh, But still, as I say, my, you know, putting it more positively, my growth in holiness makes the church a more radiant, Uh, uh, Light the lumen gentium, the light of the nations, pointing out the way to Christ. And my sin, even my deepest, darkest, most secret sin, diminishes that light. So our virtue and our sin have an effect on each other. Uh, And and you know that so that idea of 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 sin having consequences in the social order uh, is is. You know very uh, uh, it's something to keep to, to, to keep in mind again uh, it's not it, social sin is not a separate category you might say of, of it, it, it's, it is a solidarity uh, of, of personal sins so any any questions on that so far that that, that you know would be basically the uh, understanding of uh, of of a mortal and venial sin. I think what we did was try to put sin in its proper context. Uh, no, no, you,
2: yeah. I, I do have a question. This is Vincent speaking.
0: Sure,
2: Vincent. Um, in, in regards to something which I've actually already had questions from uh, parishioners about, you know, even as just a, a diaconate candidate, and it's something that's come about um, more so this week, earlier this week, you know, we, we had the the sad news of um, uh, Doctor Green uh, from uh, New York uh, Presbyterian, I believe it was the ER doctor who committed suicide. Suicide, and um, the, the the question of sin that's unresolvable resolvable on the part of this. Um, you know, it, it uh, the, the feeling that you know that is a sin, but. Yeah. Now she does not have the opportunity to resolve it through any sort of of, of reconciliation. The question I've had from parishioners uh, a lot, usually about uh, loved ones that have committed suicide, is:
0: Is God, there right.
2: any chance of them um, uh, resolving? Oh, um, ha- oh sure, uh, uh, and it, it, yeah, and I'm gonna, uh, let you finish the. the uh well, I I'd just like to hear your your sure. uh, your thoughts on it. On the, the, what, what you're pointing out,
0: obviously, the objective malice, the objective evil of yes. taking one's own life. Again, yes. it is uh, you know the the the, the, uh, the good of life is God's gift. We're its stewards. Uh, so again, what we're talking about is you, you're you're right on target about the objective evil of it. Now, the church, especially in, in at least in, 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 as far as I, you know, know, and I'm going to be, you know, 39 next week. No, no, no. Uh, uh, the the uh, uh, Is that the, what, the, what the church basically says is that it, we make a presumption that the, the, the life is such a precious gift. Life is so... Uh, you know, like it's, it's it's our second nature many times to, to to preserve our life and all this. The idea is that for someone to get to the point in his or her life that they feel the only way to get out from some uh, from some pain uh, is to end one's life is the the, the presumption is that they're not acting. Uh, you to say acting in their right mind, they're not acting it with the full use of their freedom. So therefore, we would, you know, as far as we would not obviously deny Christian burial, though there was a time when that we did. We would not deny Christian burial to someone who takes his or her own life, and you know, we we we, you know, in a real sense, just to make a presumption that God, God of God's mercy. Uh, that 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 if somebody was felt that that was it had to do something as radical and so contrary to human nature, you might say, as that that it could not possibly be explained by somebody who is acting with the with the ability to be fully morally responsible. So short answer is that they should now. I mean, we, we shouldn't be presumptuous of any of us, but uh, that, that, that people who uh, are wrestling with the, with the loss of a loved one through suicide, should in no way uh, despair of their eternal happiness, their eternal salvation, and that, you know, it's exactly like God has, you know, embraced them in His mercy, understanding that, you know, they were not acting with full
2: moral culpability. So, sure. thank you, Monsignor. Yeah. No. What about assisted suicide? Assisted suicide, again
0: uh and, and some of our medical folks you know if they're on, on online can help me hear better than i can but assisted suicide when we uh depending on you're talking about the the, the the person doing the assisting or the person you might say receiving the assistance uh the, the, the person receiving the assistance again i would Many times, put them. You know, it. it, They could very possibly fit into the, like the case of suicide that we just discussed. Uh, You know, uh, the the. the, What what I'm told, you know, by people who know an awful lot more about the the dying process, um, is that and it doesn't have to be dying, it can be just the, the, the experience of, of illness. And I think probably a lot of people are, are experiencing this right now, is that we can take care of a lot of things. We can manage a lot of symptoms. Uh, a doctor that I uh, you know, used to be on committees with would say that with palliative care, generally speaking, there is no reason why somebody has to die in pain today, I'm sure. You know, it, it, it's not an absolute statement but generally we can we can do. one thing we can't take away is the isolation that a person feels by being ill perhaps or certainly by being you know close to death you can have the whole world praying for you you can move the hospital bed to second base at yankee stadium and fill the stands with everybody praying for you but you're the only one in the bed uh, so, so what? May, what happens many times is that people feel a sense of abandonment, or feel a sense of loneliness, uh, or a sense of being a burden on others. When in reality, uh, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm not trying to make it sound simple, but attending to those human and spiritual needs can help people to, you know, see a certain even an amount of of, of dignity. Uh, you know, and and receive a certain amount of comfort. Uh, now, that also is the fact that you know we 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 also have a uh, a theology, a very rich theology, uh, and again, at St. John Paul II and his uh, uh, episcopal exhortation "Salvifici uh, Doloris" of 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 what we call redemptive suffering, of of uniting our sufferings, physical, and uh, uh, whatever, Uh, with the suffering of Christ. What St. Paul says, I make up what is lacking. Uh, Meaning, I make up nothing lacking in the sacrifice of Christ. What's lacking is people's awareness of it. And if I unite myself to the suffering of Christ, uh, as St. Paul did, then that becomes a witness to the redemptive suffering of Jesus. Uh, so that that, that even there, there there can be great dignity in suffering again we don't look for it uh, but if it comes uh, we, we we can embrace it with, with, with a lot of God's help and the help of our community uh, so in that sense uh, we, we, if somebody feels that they need to end their life uh, we might want to first ask what's missing are we missing something in our basic care for the person? I don't mean clinically, but I mean humanly as well as clinically. Uh, are we perhaps not, uh, you know, is there something that we can offer with regards to, you know, find meaning in that in that situation of suffering? Uh, but again, when we're talking about, you know, ultimately an act of euthanasia, and euthanasia is defined as an act or omission which seeks to, in, in, in itself or by intention uh, to end life as a way to avoid all suffering. Uh, I mean, the, the people can be... I'm not trying to make light of, of how far people can be driven, you might say, but again, the, the, the idea of a, of a life without suffering or suffering that we can turn on and turn off just isn't a full embrace of human life or human reality. Uh, so again, it's easy for I mean, I, I'm not trying to pompously, you know, pronounce on this without, you know, you know, understanding the real pain that some people are in. But but the idea of uh, again, are, are we uh, are we seeking to to uh, are we missing, you know, an, an opportunity, uh, or, or are we, you know, again, is it the it, it's in the final analysis, it's an example of us. Being, you know, forgetting that we're stewards of our life, not lords of our
2: life. Uh, well, let me yeah. give you an example. Okay, I'm married, I have kids, my wife's in a lot of pain. Okay, for her not to suffer, they got to pretty much give her every drug under the sun, and she's practically, you know, not conscious. Sure. So when she's conscious, she goes, you have no insurance for yeah. Destroying her family. And she goes to me, I want you to kill me, pull the plug, whatever you got to do, end the suffering, end the financial disaster. That's my story, and I'm freaking do it. Okay. The, the,
0: the, I mean, the, 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 uh, I, I, I guess there's a couple of things there. Hopefully, they'll probably come out in the wash when you take the, 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 the course where we can do a full blown uh, treatment of of. of, of medical ethics or healthcare ethics, and that's at the end of life decisions, but the, the, the idea about, when, when we're talking about pain, I mean uh, uh, there are many forms of pain, but if you're talking about physical pain, um, there, there, there's a whole set of ways to respond to that with regards to the use of uh, I guess we call palliative, palliative care. Uh, of uh, allowing, trying to find that balance between managing the pain, which person, you know, would naturally want to have relief from and the medical profession would naturally want to try to offer. Uh, but also at the same time, we don't like to talk about this, but dying is one of the most important things we do in life. Uh, you know, it is... There's a whole theology of death, largely coming out of Germany. You can figure if you've ever been to Germany, uh, that, uh, that 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 you know would we, say. Now, obviously, sometimes we, if an anvil falls on our head, or you know, an airplane falls out of the sky, or something like that, we can't have a control over. Our, but if, if there's if there's any part of the dying process that we are participating in, or, or you know, that this is where we give back to God the gift of life that he gave us. This is where the divine investment which God made in giving us life, we do our best to uh, prepare to show him the return. So dying is a time when we want to, uh, from our perspective, take advantage of the sacraments. Dying is a time when we would want to, if we can, take advantage of burying the hashen with Antilly and Yakima over that fight that we had thirty years ago, What they call Irish Alzheimer's. You forget everything but the grudges. Uh, uh, you know, so there's a lot of a lot, lot of stuff that you that, that would helpful for me to be somewhat conscious for. So clinically, I need to do my best to uh, you know we have to hopefully maybe it's not possible sometime to keep me comfortable, but. Keep me this side of La La Land so that I can do these things uh, as I prepare to meet, uh, you know, uh, my 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 Maker, eyeball to eyeball. Uh, so in that sense, uh, we we have to realize that uh, you know the the, the the my point being is that we have to use the best possible with regards to uh, the the. Uh, you know, the, the, to deal with the physical situation, the financial situation again. That can uh, that, that, I, I don't have any easy answers for that. I mean, strictly speaking, uh, there might be. Uh, I mean, I guess if you push it, you could uh, excessive cost could be one of those factors that make a uh, a, a, a treatment uh, or a therapy uh, extraordinary. Uh, you know, uh, but, what I, did that, 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 but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd be very careful about pushing it that way, in that in that sense. Uh, but but, but that, those are some things I would respond to to that way. But in the final analysis, again, we have to realize that we don't. You know, there are certain decisions that we just don't make as human beings. So there's a lot more to be to be said, and a lot more. I mean, that's. That these are how, how the dots connect what you're talking about is a real problem the cost of healthcare people you know, with with insurance no insurance or whatever <clears throat> so that's where you take the, the, the medical ethics connects with social ethics why we say for instance that a certain level of healthcare is a human right Uh, You know, that much we can agree with Bernie Sanders on. For different reasons. Uh, But again, because we are, as again in a nutshell, we are stewards of our life and physical health. uh, And that to exercise that stewardship, we need the assistance of professionals. Everybody does. Doctors need doctors. Uh, So it's a great equalizer. So because, except for, you know, taking our temperature or, you know, doing this, that, and the other thing, basically, taking care of ourselves medically, we can't do it ourselves. We need the assistance of others. Therefore, uh, a, a, a certain basic level of health care is a matter of right, not a matter of a commodity to be bought. Now, what are the limits on that? I mean, you know, I don't know. Do I have a right? I have a right, let's say, to... A primary care physician, uh, but again, if I want to consult a Vietnamese surgeon, I can't expect the public to foot the bill for that. Uh, but there is some, you know. But 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 the basic principle is that uh, you know, a healthcare is more a a right than it is a a a, 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 a commercial object. So oh, that's how senior. you know. So that that's how I think you know. That, 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 these, the special topics in moral theology kind of, uh, you know, uh, interpenetrate
2: you know, uh, 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 with each other. So it's kind of fascinating in that sense. Yeah. Monsignor? Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Victoria, uh, her mic doesn't work, but she had a question. So is it okay sure. if I read it? Sure. All right, so the question was... Uh, if you help someone commit or encourage someone to commit a mortal sin, and once it's done, is it now a mortal sin for both of you, or only for the person who actually committed it?
0: Okay, Here, there's a couple of things there, and one somebody I forget who was kind enough to send me an email about the issue of scandal. Uh, so this might 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 uh, address that. What I think, Victoria, uh, it, it might be referring to is that, and, and, and uh, Moore? I think speaks about it a little bit in, in the end of that chapter and we spoke about it uh, to a little bit, uh, Or the, the idea of cooperation or the idea of being an accomplice or in our language material cooperation, formal cooperation. So when, Victoria, when you say if, if, if I help, if you help me commit a mortal sin uh, the, the, the difference would be how much do you know about what I'm doing? How, how helpful are you? Uh, As opposed, uh, you know, so for instance, if I say I'm gonna go, hey Victoria, my car's in the shop, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, hold up the Empire City Casino uh, at gunpoint, Uh, you know, uh, will you you come along with me? I'll, you know, you know uh, we'll go to the diner afterwards. You know, for coffee. Uh, and you say, "Yeah, well, why not?" You know, it uh, sounds like a good idea. What we're talking about there is more of a formal accomplice. That, implicitly or maybe explicitly, you are uh, you share my intention. Uh, so there would be a mortal sin on my part that you're facil- knowingly and willingly facilitating uh so that, that that would that would probably include both of us it's different from what we might call what we do call material cooperation meaning i simply say to you uh victoria can you give me a lift to uh, uh the empire city, uh, city casino uh, I have to go in and do something. I'll be out in 20 minutes. you give me a lift back to the seminary. I tell you nothing beyond that. You have no idea what I did in there. Uh, then that is no culpability at all, probably. You, have, you know, you're just doing a good deed in good faith. You don't share my intention. And though you did facilitate my uh, committing the act, you didn't share in the intention of it. Therefore, there would be... Uh, you know, no, no, no culpability there in that sense. So that's that's in in a nutshell. But at least we see the idea. Uh, you know, to to maybe helpful. You know, in, in thinking taking things through would be how how much help did I give? Did I really facilitate something? Uh, and the the, the the more help I gave, uh, incurs in the, the the possibility of guilt. And the less help I give makes the thing more remote uh and uh did i share most importantly did i share in the evil intention uh, uh and if i you know it, it, it that, that's basically the difference there i hope that's right.
2: she that says so. thank you monsignor
0: sure
1: monsignor this rob let me let me carry that one step further let's say there's somebody you don't like yeah, and you tell someone, say, "Well, I wish somebody would take care of that person and knock them off." Yeah, and they do. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, it is at least careless speech in that sense. I mean, but I don't know if you. I mean, again, objectively speaking, you can make a you know uh, a uh, you know an assistant DA could lick their chops over that. Uh, you know, because objectively speaking, you, you, were, you were making the offer. I don't know how you demonstrate that you really didn't mean it. Uh, but, but again, that's the, uh, you know, it, 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 I mean, uh, it, you know, if, you, if somebody really didn't mean it and somebody took you up on it, I mean, I'm sure there would be culpability would be, moral culpability would be limited. Where it stands legally, I just don't know enough about that.
1: So in other words, it's a matter of whether it's a set of intent or not. Do you really mean you want that person knocked off yeah. and just take it a figure Exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And again, how, you know, that, you know, how, how do other people interpret what we say? You know, that's why, you know, you know, that's, that's why the, you know, the, the, the St. James was onto something when he said the tongue can be a great weapon, you know, that, that even, even sometimes without our knowledge of it or our, without Sometimes you can simply get away from us, even and it doesn't have to be as big as bumping somebody
1: up. Yeah, and also Monsignor, you can have an an accomplice whether it's in in, in suicide or theft or, or murder, or whatever, could yeah. be under distress that would alleviate the fact that absolutely, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So it's not necessarily a mortal sin for the accomplice right. if he's under duress of the same sort.
0: Exactly, yeah, because that's always a factor: the 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 the, the ability to. Uh, you Know the, the use of freedom, yeah, yeah or, or the or the or the constrictions upon freedom. Okay. i appreciate you know what, So, put it this way we have come to the end of uh the, the the course on fundamental uh moral theology. Uh, again, the way the book is constructed. Was that there was these three other chapters uh, that would fill out again Bohr's presentation of the Catholic moral tradition, but you know historically, so to speak, that uh, you know in the fundamental course rarely has you know uh, it, over the years been possible to do. You know m- most people who teach this course like you know, maybe do a a a, a day. Uh, or a session on, on 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 you know trying to 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 set these things up. Histori- again, the, the historical part of it is that uh, the uh, especially the deacon candidates, uh, based on you know pastoral experience or questions, uh, you know felt the need for more. Uh, and other other people in the uh, in the MA program based on their responsibilities or their interests, uh also saw that you know there are many practical problems that people face uh and therefore would like to know some more that's where we developed and uh, it went off for the first time last fall the uh, the course on uh contemporary pastoral issues. i forget the title of it uh but it basically is a uh a, a synthetic look at the three classical areas of uh, Sexual ethics, healthcare ethics, or medical ethics, and social ethics. Uh, so, if you have the opportunity to do that and have an interest, uh, you know, we welcome the chance to, to uh, I'm sure you'd welcome the chance to get together and, 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 and do that. Um, the, uh, the, the, the thought that, 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 you know, just to, to whet your appetite for that a bit, the idea would be uh, that uh, if there's, a, if there's a, a, a common denominator. Uh, it is a it is a common denominator that we've already seen. And that, that would be, I would say it, the dignity of the human person. Uh, the dignity of the human person very much at the heart of, again, they use it in the way Boer starts with sexual ethics. Uh, all that stuff that we saw about the human person at the beginning of the, towards the beginning of this course, uh, again, see the, the that, that that every human person, uh, in his or her uh, dignity and individuality, uh, male and female, that every person uh, is 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 called to to love, uh, and to be open to love, and therefore. We should never treat ourselves or treat any other person as a means to an end. Uh, So again, when we're dealing with something as uh, uh, fundamental to us uh, as our sexuality, and again, the church understands sexuality as a a dimension of the person uh, beyond but again, the idea of the incarnate spirit—you know—that that, that it's not just biology, but that biology is the communicator and the receptor of value, of love. It is that that's why human sexuality is is treated with such uh, respect, and why we say that the only proper place for genital expression is in the marriage of one man and one woman in acts that are suitable for procreation. Uh, again, you get into canon law, you get into this, you could talk about what you mean by suitable. It doesn't mean that every act has to be directed to have a child or, or it has to be open to the kind of an act that could produce a child, even if the bride and groom are in their 90s. Uh, and there's no way and if they ever had a child they would get the Nobel Prize no but is that when I, so we're, we're not talking we're, we're talking about suitability in that sense but my that, that, that's too much stuff right now but the idea of it is that the 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 uh, it, it, again it, it, it seeks to put forth a very positive understanding of uh, of, of human sexuality a uh, very positive understanding of Human sexuality within the context of, uh, of the vocation to love. And very positive in the context of the virtue of chastity, which is lived out in many different ways. There's celibate chastity. There's marital chastity. There's the chastity of a single person. There's the chastity of a single person who is open to marriage. There's the chastity of somebody who's widowed. Uh, chastity we're all called to, but different forms of it. And what is chastity? Chastity is the integration of our sexual faculties uh, into the full dimension of our personhood, so that, so that, so that it is an act of love. So that, and so that in that context, we look not only at marriage, but we look at consecrated life, and we look at celibacy. Celibates are not called to be bachelors. Uh, the celibacy is more like marriage than it is like anything else okay so that I I, I I you know i don't have a wife and a family not so i can sit around and take care of myself but that i can use my capacity to love uh by building up the the the, 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 the church particularly the people who are uh who i'm most responsible for uh, so again, the the uh, the, the the marital uh, the, the marital nature of it. Uh, again, for Cardinal Dolan, as long as I've known him, uh, has often said that he wouldn't want to ordain anybody who didn't want to get married. Now he doesn't mean you know a guy is conflicted. Uh, you no, know, but but he means that somebody he wouldn't want to ordain. He wouldn't want any priest not to have a tremendous uh esteem for uh and even attraction to married life understanding that the lord has called him to another form of spousal love that is he would generously and joyfully accept uh, so again i'm, I'm you know there, there'll be a lot more you can say about it but again the dignity of the human person it to the other categories the dignity of the human person in medical contexts, and the the the, the, uh, uh, the again that the idea of stewardship of our health and, and bodily integrity. You know that 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 the, the, we we accept and appreciate the gift of life, even though it is by nature uh, limited, even though by sooner or later it's going to break down physically. One time or another, but still to to see that 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 uh, being made a god given and likeness with the, the you know the, the dignity and the mission that we've been given is uh, is something that is to be respected. So again, from there flows all kinds of uh, you know discussions about uh, the nature of of, of 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 care, nature of treatment uh, as opposed to uh, care why some treatments, perhaps, uh, uh, can reach their limits. Again, someone once put it famously, when you go into a Catholic hospital, you have, it, 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 it should become apparent that the people who run this place believe in eternal life, believe that Jesus is risen from the dead and has conquered sin and death. Therefore, we know that our absolute value is eternal life our fundamental value is this physical life that we're in now. Therefore, the since this life is not the end in itself, uh, we have to look at it and say, have we, do, do we given our human nature, given human fin- finality, have we reached the point where treatment is no longer necessary? Uh, but care is always necessary and that's the distinction that brings the big discussion about the difference between uh, you know whether the, the, the use of artificial nutrition and hydration in particular that it is not a treatment even though it's technically supplied it's viewed as care but even there it limits that you know if it, if it is physically unable to do, what nutrition and hydration are supposed to do. If the body's shutting down, you're going to get kidneys are shutting down and all of this stuff. And it literally more nutrition, hydration is going to kill you. Then you can back off from that. It's not doing what food and water, so to speak, are supposed to do. Uh, and so far, I mean, there's a lot more we can say about that. But you get the idea that that human dignity and our supernatural destiny, the full anthropology not just limited to this world. Uh, in. And then obviously in social ethics, uh, the dignity of the human person and all of the right, the, the, the human person as the bearer of resp- rights and responsibility. And those are two words that are always a couple. We don't speak of a right without a responsibility. We have rights because we have responsibilities. Yet we have a right to life because God is the author of life and gives us life to be used, to enjoy, to be enjoyed. And therefore, we have a right to life, from conception to natural death. We are responsible for ourselves and for those in our family. Therefore, I have a right to a living wage, so forth and so on. In our culture, Many times we talk about rights, and we create them out of thin air, with no responsibility attached to them. Uh, and and, and there there, somebody like Professor Mary Ann Glendon from Harvard Law School has written a great deal about that over the last thirty years or so. But again, because we have rights, because we have responsibilities, we have rights, and those rights and responsibilities. You know are a part and parcel of our dignity of uh, as human beings so again the whole discussion of uh economics whole discussion of uh and especially pope francis has put it on the map but it, as it began before him the whole issue of uh the environment it's very important today uh again the uh, the, the the fact that nobody owns the universal destination of created goods. Nobody owns the air. Nobody owns water. Nobody owns, you know, the atmosphere. We're all responsible for it. And we're all responsible ultimately to God who gave it to us. So those are, again, just some just stuff to whet your appetite. Uh, I did want to answer one question that I got an email. I forget about but I think I, I might have addressed it, the idea in Victoria's question. The idea of scandal. The idea of uh, why the scandal. Scandal is where I, uh, I, I I lead somebody into temptation. So I whatever it might be, you know I uh, uh, you know I, I I say well you know. Uh, you only go to mass if you if you get something out of it. And somebody scratches their head and says, Well, there's a priest saying that, you know. I, I could swear it was wrong, but you know, a priest must know what he's talking about, but it doesn't seem right, you know. I put the guy into a situation of temptation. I've given scandal. Again, what are we what are we talking about over the last twenty years? For scandals. In the church, again, we, we, you know, on one side of our mouth, we talk about the, 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 uh, you know, intrinsic evil of sexual acts outside of marriage, and we, you know, have a history of, of of doing them, and we have the history of doing them in in a predatory way on God's most innocent people. It puts people, uh, it it it, it literally it puts us what a scandal is a stumbling block these guys are a bunch of hypocrites who needs the church so forth and so on so you get the idea of the, uh, of the again that the public nature of sin so I don't know what we can do uh, uh, as I say uh, if you'd like next Wednesday uh, I can be here I, I don't see anything uh problem we can we can just you know make it optional whoever wants to come on uh we can bat around a few questions that you might have obviously we we couldn't do anything systematically but if there are certain questions that you have we can we can do that uh but again if people are it is technically this is the last class day it would not be uh obligatory for anybody uh but so if you want to do that, that's that's fine with me. Uh, but at this juncture, uh, just want to say thank you uh, for your kindness, your patience. Uh, thank you for your uh, attendance to this in a historic way. <laughs> Who, whoever would have thought that we would end up where we are? Uh, you know, uh, doing this uh, via Zoom and all that. Words that in our vocabulary that we never heard of a month ago, you know, social distancing or, you know, uh, things like that, you know, what we we know what we were talking about. Now it's like second nature. But I thank you, I hope, I know we were a big group, uh, but I hope the of course, in some way it's been helpful to you. Uh, uh, you certainly you're in my prayers as you continue the, the journey towards the degree and the or, the or the ordination or your own interest in theology or any way that I can be a of help or assistance, so we remember each other in in, in prayer and uh, uh, good luck with whatever else you're studying and working on. And uh, as I say, look literally, look forward to seeing you around the campus. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Mike. Thank, thank you. you, Monsignor.
2: Thank you, Monsignor. Thank, you, thank, you, very much. thank, Monsignor. thank you, Monsignor. God bless. Thank you, Monsignor. My
0: pleasure. Thank you. So, as job. I say, I'll, I'll be here next week for everyone wants to come on. Okie doke. Thank you. Night. Stay That's safe. Guy.